You're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast, boys. Thank you for tuning in, and if you are new, thanks for hopping on the train. It's Wednesday, September 15th. I am your host, Matt Yazenbach, joined by some fantasy gurus, Daniel DeCenza, Clifton Gill, Wow, what a week one. Just wow, what a great start to the season. How great was that Thursday game and that Monday game? Every start, game. Start the week, end the week. Those were the two best games, I think. All the games on Sunday were good, too, most of them. But, yeah, those first and last one, incredible. I, I love it. Guys, we're going to get into some waiver wires today, some news. Uh, we have a couple segments. Panic or not, believe it or not, so... Don't worry, we'll be covering everything from week one. But, guys, if you don't mind, follow that Twitter, at DieHardPodcast. If you didn't win this giveaway, don't worry. We haven't decided what we're going to do for our next one, either money again or jersey or something cool, but we'll let you guys know soon. Uh, But once again, guys, hit the subscribe, hit the follow, share, review, do your thing. Y'all have been given a lot of love, and we do appreciate it. So, guys, let's get into it get into the news of the day couple things couple su- surprises from week one trey sermon being a healthy scratch which means he did not suit up but he was not injured yeah very very surprising um i'm pretty sure he'll suit up this week with the new news that came out today i'm sure you'll get to that but yeah i was pretty surprised by that yeah and i'll go ahead and move on to that raheem mostert we found out today he's going to be out for the season which is big time so. guy can just not stay healthy wow. it's, two it's, carries and go out for a season Gosh. cliff's dynasty team is taking a tumble for the worst he's trying to find a running back right now scrambling <laughs> another guy who is a healthy scratch which also surprised me zach moss running back for the bills uh i just read reports from the camp saying matt Breida was just better which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, I'm surprised at that as well. Um, I don't know if he's gonna. That's gonna be a trend, or is it a one-time thing? I'm not really sure, to be honest. Yeah, I think Sermon and the Zach Moss. They were both just as weird. Like they played the preseason and just said, "Hey guys, you're not even suiting up today." But mm-hmm. Both weird. I think it bumps up Singletary a little bit, though. Definitely. I think he has a little bit more standalone value. So. A little bit. Yeah. Not. Don't go. Go crazy trading for him, but I think he's a better starter now. Uh, Jerry Judy, this sucks. Uh, very high ankle sprain. Probably going to put him out six to eight weeks. What do you guys do with him? If you have an IR spot, put him on the IR. But if you don't, what do you do? I actually have him in, in one redraft league. and uh, I'm actually a little relieved because when that injury happened, did not look good. I thought he was going to be done for the season. I'm going to hold on to him right now. Um, you know, if I get into some more injury trouble or some really bi week crunch or something like that, I might have to consider dropping him. But as of now, I'm definitely holding on to him. Yep. Same that, thing that, for you. Yeah. Opens up the opportunity for some guys. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be another week to watch for them. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of on the opposite. I would almost, if, if you need to drop someone and pick someone up to contribute to your team, I wouldn't hate you for dropping him. I know that sounds crazy, but just eight weeks is a long time. Dad. Well, I, I could see dropping him now and you know let everyone forget about him and then you know maybe four or five weeks try to scoop him back up. Yeah. I maybe might go that route. What's the chances, though? 
uh, I mean, someone is going to pick him up and mm-hmm. let the, let him sit on their bench. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You'd be taking a chance. I think I have someone to drop for Jerry Judy, so I bet <laughs> a lot of people would have at least one guy yeah. to pick him up. Uh, Nick, another receiver, Brandon Ayuk. Guys, this was surprising, and I know this hurt a lot of people this week. Uh, we saw him out there. I, he only played 26 snaps, but zero points. Yikes. Yeah. And I know it's only one week, but I came close to drafting him in a few drafts. And I just never pulled the trigger. Kind of glad I didn't. I mean, but who knows what's going to happen going forward. Looks like Debo time. That's what mm-hmm. it looked like. Yeah, and honestly, if I were in the shoes, just because his hamstring and the uh, coach is saying uh, Trent Sherfield is better, which I don't believe that, but I think I, I would bench him this coming up week and see what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, try to find someone better and, and don't rely on him this week until we, we see targets and uh, fantasy points. A couple more things here, guys. Ryan Fitzpatrick apparently going on the IR. So it's the Tyler Haneke show. Uh, does this concern you for the offense, for the football team? Uh, yes and no. Uh, I don't I don't know that it's that much of a downgrade. It's not like Fitzpatrick was a superstar. I do think he would sling it around a little more. Um, the offense might move a little bit better. Um, I don't think it's a huge downgrade, though. Definitely not for Gibson. I do think it's a downgrade for the wide receivers, though. But for Gibson, not so much. I agree. I think Terry and Logan Thomas, and whenever Curtis Samuel comes back, they'll be the main factors to be uh, affected. Yeah. A couple more things, guys, and we'll move on. Zach Ertz, hamstring strain. Don't really know how long he'll be out, um, so keep an eye. But... Uh, Dallas Goddard is probably going to be very interesting, uh, the only tight end for the Eagles now. So if he's on your, your waiver wire, uh, consider getting him because oh, he even yeah. played good with Snag Zach Ertz in the game. So sure. a couple more. Tyra Williams left the uh, third third quarter after helmet-to-helmet, wide receiver for the Lions, and Rashad Penny pulled his hamstring. Not surprised there. Yeah, that guy's hurt again. Wow, I'm shocked. Uh, guys, I think that covers the news for that but let's go ahead and get into the week one takeaways i want to hear your guys thoughts on week one all right i'll get into mine my the one thing i took away is how bad is jacksonville Mm. i mean we kind of i kind of thought they were going to get better um the d-line is atrocious they were getting just blown off the ball houston was doing whatever they wanted and even as early as the second quarter, they would cut over to Urban Meyer, and he just looked defeated. Like, I, he looks a little bit out of his league, which, you know, kind of surprised me a little bit. I thought, but you know what? A lot of coaches can't, don't, they don't make it in the NFL. Steve Spurrier. Chip, you know, Chip Kelly. Yeah, well, yeah, Chip Kelly. But, yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a big one for me. But, all, I mean, Jameis, real mm-hmm. deal. He's, he's definitely. Agreed. He looked confident. His deep ball was on point. Uh, the 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 Saints could be better than I really thought they were going to be if Jameis can keep playing like that. And another thing, Jamar Chase, um, I admit I wasn't all that high on him in the preseason. I thought there was a lot of hype around him. But all the talk of the, you know him having a bad camp, having trouble catching the ball, he might lose snaps. You know th- There is a lot of mouths to feed there, but he had seven targets, caught five of them, 100 yards and a touchdown. I could see him putting up similar numbers almost every week. I'm I'm kind of starting to get on the train. I do want to see him do it again. But, yeah. And then, like, the other thing that I really noticed was Waller. The guy's just wow. a target machine. 19 targets. Wow. He was 
Carr was throwing him the ball when he wasn't even open, totally force-feeding him, and you just love to see that if you are a Waller owner. Yeah. Well, talking about force-feeding, Joe Mixon got force-fed. 29 rushes and four catches. Mm -hmm. That is a workhorse, and I think that's going to continue all season long. Yeah, he was the number one running back this week. No, he wasn't. You want to hear a crazy stat? Christian McCaffrey was. He didn't even score. I looked back to see what running back – Finishes week a week as the number one overall without scoring. It was a couple years ago. One time. Do you know who it was? Christian, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he did it twice without scoring and finished as the first running back. That's crazy. Yeah, and Joe Mixon and Christian, they were like net. I think it was point two different. Yeah. So in some leagues, it could have true, been. True, true. Yeah. Because yeah, okay. they were super, super close. Uh, one well, back, in, oh. in a PPR, I think McCaffrey would have been one, but oh, half right. PPR standard, yeah. it would have been Mixon. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Good answer. That was an easier answer. Mm-hmm. About backfields that aren't going to be as good as we thought, I think it's going to be the Patriots. Harris and Stevenson both had a fumble. Belichick doesn't play with the fumbles, so we might we might would um, see Harris go down a little bit. He was a workhorse this week, mm-hmm. but that fumble lost them the game and that's not going to be very good so just not sure who else they're going to give the ball to jj taylor james white everyone yeah i think it's just going to be everyone he did have 23 carries but yeah the fumble came at the end of the game so we'll see what happens cooper and cd studs i think Dak's going to feed them all year long and they're going to they're going to put up some numbers and i think they both have a chance to be top 12 if they keep throwing the way they did i agree yep Najee played 55 out of 55 snaps, but mm-hmm. th- he didn't do much. So we still kind of have the question is, if, is he going to be able to produce? Don't worry. Yeah. Don't stress about Najee. He's in 100% of the time. Do not stress yeah, about him. Yeah, you got to love seeing that. Uh-huh. Every single snap is yeah. on the field. I think against weaker teams, he's definitely going to be your running back one, going to get the good stats. But I think against the tough teams, he's going to have to find the end zone to put yeah. up those number one. It's a tough defense. Yeah. And last thing, Chiefs are very good. Chiefs <laughs> are still very good in that offense. If you have anyone on that fantasy team, Tyreek, Patrick, or Kelsey, you're, you're going to have a big year. All right. And you guys took two of my things, which is fine, but Jameis, real deal. Cowboys, they look awesome. Uh, a couple of things. If Debo Samuel stays healthy, he is a legit fantasy wide receiver. He, he's been injured the past couple of years, but if he can stay healthy, he will be a literally complete monster. The Lions offense actually didn't look terrible. Jamal Williams came out. They, they had a good almost 50-50 split, but uh, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Hawkinson, they all look very good. Receivers, not so much, but those three guys look pretty good. And Jared Goff actually looked pretty good, at least in the second half. He mm-hmm. actually looked pretty good. Yeah, the whole offense. Yeah. Against a pretty good 49ers defense, too. Yeah. Uh, one thing that um, kind of popped out to me, Daryl Henderson, I know the Rams or yeah, the Rams added Sony Michelle. Daryl Henderson had 49 snaps compared to Sony Michelle's three. I thought he would be more involved. But maybe he got signed a little later. He needs to be yeah, integrated. I, I, I think that's what it was. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't know the offense as well, and that's probably a pretty complicated offense. Yeah. But he Daryl Henderson did his thing, and he just looked good. So I'm glad to see that. And then last thing I have here, Robbie Anderson. I was super high on him, and now he scares me a lot. He only had one catch for 57 yards. He only had three targets. Uh Christian McCaffrey's back, and he's the volume guy now, so that scares me a little. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I wasn't never as high on him as you were, but 
I, I totally got to agree with what you just said there. Uh, I was scrolling and I seen Robbie Anderson a stat about the tar- target share this week, and he was I think eight fifteen to eighteen percent of the yards or of production for Carolina last year, and like last or this mm-hmm. week he was I don't know five or something yeah. like that. Well, he was the volume guy last year, but now McCaffrey's yeah. here, so. All right, well, let's move on, guys. We're going to have a a segment called Believe It or Not, where these guys probably balled out, and do we believe it? Do we believe in the talent and the fantasy production for the year? First up, I have Debo Samuel. I want to hear your guys' takes. Do you guys believe it? I definitely believe it. I think he asserted himself as the wide receiver one. And as long I, I, I really would like to see Jimmy G stay the quarterback, not because I don't think Trey Lance is good or anything. I just don't. It's, he's an unknown. I don't know what he's going to be able to do. I think he's going to try to run a little bit more, especially being so young. If I, I think if Jimmy G stays the quarterback, Debo is a legitimate number one wide receiver. Yeah, and I was going to hit on the quarterback. What if Trey Lance, I wonder if he will be Debo's, you know, main, or Debo will be his main target. So you, you might not want to see the QB change now that you see Debo's balling out with Jimmy G week one. Yep, All right, and I believe in it. Next guy, guys, Melvin Gordon. And I will be honest, he, he had 170-yard run that made him a very good fantasy player this year. I think he's a good flex start, but if I was able to trade right now, I would do it sell high on Melvin uh, he got he actually got out touched by Javante Williams and out snapped he was just the one to get the big run wow yeah I didn't know I thought they were about 50 so he not got not out, by much not it was by, it was yeah. close but still yeah, I just, think it's like 52 47 very yeah. very yeah. close okay so I, I'm a I'm not gonna be a believer so much I'm I'm gonna let him ride, but yeah, like you said, flex. I do believe running back too. He eh. he still passed that. Like he still looks good, but I think this is where you can get the most value. It's like the stock market, guys. You right. you sell high whenever you're making the money, get the most value that you can. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on with you guys. I I'm not a full believer yet. He averaged three yards a carry. If you take away that seventy yard run, I don't like to do that. I mean, he he got the seventy yard run. You got to count it. Yeah, but. Like like Matt said, the snaps and the, the the touches I just don't think were there. And if you don't if if you do if you take away that seven yard run, we're not even talking about him right now. We're talking about him in the next segment. Right. Panic or shrug it off. Uh, Corey Davis, I believe in him. I really do. I think he's the the guy on the team, and they're going to be down a lot. So I believe in Corey Davis. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent believe. I believed in him before training camp. I mean during training camp, and. 90% of the snaps he played, he had seven targets. He's easily the number one wide receiver on that team, and a team that's going to be in a lot of bad game scripts. Love him. I, I think it helps him out that his uh, Jamison and Elijah Moore, they're a little banged, well, COVID, and then a little banged up. Mm-hmm. So that helped Corey Davis get a hot start, and I hope to see him finish it out with Zach Wilson. Yeah. All right. Um, Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Cardinals. He had two touchdowns, didn't have a lot of targets, but I just want to see your opinions. I'm not going to believe in the Christian Kirk yet. The two big, yep, he is going to be the boomer bust, maybe the Deshaun Jackson of the old days, but uh, no, I I don't see Kyler. I, I just see DeAndre and then trying to run a little bit more as long as they're in the game. I, I'm not a believer really either, but I do think he could be a good waiver wire stash this week. 
I think he's going to be pretty touchdown dependent, and I'm not a big fan of those guys. But in, a, in an emergency, injury emergency, bye week emergency, I think he could f- suffice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, waiver wire stash. I think he's a boomer bust. And if, if you're down in a game, like you're, you're down 20 points and you're between, you know, uh, someone that might just be more consistent that might, you know, get you 12 points and then you need a boom play like Christian Kirk. I wouldn't mind going that route. Um, but, yeah, he's a boomer bust for sure. Antonio Brown. I am probably going to surprise some people with this one, but I am not a believer. Ooh. I, I don't think Mike Evans is going to disappear very often like he did. Um, Godwin is the clear number one, and I I do think that he is um, – what's a good word? I do think he's serviceable, and I think in, a, in like you kind of like you just said, in a tight spot, I don't believe in him week in and week out. I want to see it bef- uh, before I believe it. I'm going believer. I'm a disagree and go believer. Uh, he, his talent's still there. He's getting open on almost every route he runs, and Tom Brady's finding him. I see Gronk had a above average day, so AB could have easily got some of those free targets and things like that. But no, mm-hmm. I'm a believer in AB. Too talented, and he has the goat thrown to him. I agree with Cliff. I'm also a believer, and you said everything that needed to be said. We kind of touched on Jamar Chase, so I'll go on. Um, TJ Hawkinson, I mean, he is the breakout tight end of the year. He's the real deal. Don't know if we had to get in too much. We talked about Gronk. Uh, one guy I want to bring up, Jawan Johnson, tight end from the Saints. He had three targets, two touchdowns. Do you think he's the red zone guy? Do you think he's worth a stash? I'm not a believer yet, but I do think he is going to be a very good red zone threat there. Totally um touchdown dependent which i'm not a huge fan of as i always say that's tight ends but, though almost. right so a touchdown dependent tight end that's what most of them are mm-hmm. so again i don't i'm not a believer yet i don't hate it if you have someone you need to cut or want to cut and you just stash him on your bench for a few weeks and see how he plays out <laughs> i'm avoiding this guy i don't want the three points next week i'm avoiding him i agree and i'll, I'll i agree with cliff I, I i won't go out and get him uh he was actually the last uh tight end out of three tight ends troutman had 51 snaps uh garrett griffin had 12 and johnson had seven but who was in in the red zone yeah was he wasn't johnson. in the red zone yeah. i just i'd rather have the more volume yeah more volume more chance and opportunity on the field i'm not saying that you should start him right i'm like i said he's a stash okay we talked about jamal williams uh i mean what is your guys opinion i i kind of touched on it but jamal williams running back from the lions i think we seen a ceiling uh probably so i do think he has a a floor though so or a safe floor so we did see a ceiling but no i do think he's going to get set you know five to eight catches and then a couple rushes as well yeah I, I do think he has some standalone value if you if you own swift you definitely should already have jamal williams if you don't and you can get him go out and get him all right uh elijah mitchell san francisco running back this guy looked good he's actually very interesting now he's probably the top ad for on the waiver water this week 
I'm a hundred percent believer in this. And as a Trey Sermon owner, I kind of don't like to to say it. You know, and I got him and I got Trey Sermon in Dynasty. So if I need to wait a year, that's fine. But Elijah Mitchell, uh, yeah, he he's definitely going to be the lead back in a Shanahan offense. RB two right there just for that reason. Every week, strong RB two. Definitely, definitely the number one pickup this week. I believe. Agree with the number one pickup. I do think Sermon will be active, though, and yes. I, I do think he's going to get some play in time. And I don't know. It's going to be a committee, but definitely number one waiver ad. All right, that was it for those guys. Our next segment, Panic or Shrug? The whole Packers offense. I'm definitely shrugging that off. Let's not forget week one last year, Tom Brady did not look good through a pick six to end the game. Tampa Bay goes down. They end up winning the Super Bowl. Totally shrugging this. I mean, the Packers looked awful. They really, their offense looked pitiful. But they're playing Detroit this week. Yeah. I expect them to come back huge. Yeah, I definitely think they have a bounce back week. And Rodgers, I think he might have took a little too much time off in the offseason. And it bit him a little bit. So we'll see next week because they have an easy opponent. But I'm shrugging. Agree. Shrugging. Uh, the whole Falcons offense. Now this this kind of work. Matt Ryan does not look good. It, it, it we thought what it would be like more high scoring, but it was mainly the Eagles just dominating them. I mean, what do you guys think? I am sounding the panic alarm. Yeah, yeah. seriously, five alarm panic right now. They played a bad Philly defense. I think they're bad. I mean, we expected them to be bad. Maybe they'll end up being better than we thought. But Ryan was just getting pummeled all day he only got sacked three times but he was under pressure constantly this o-line looks really bad it's going to be a major achilles heel and i think it's going to affect the entire offense agreed uh 100 i mean yeah it's it's it it scares me it does i'll panic the alarm as well justin herbert i wouldn't fret too much they played a really good defense in washington football team just play him and be happy yeah, I don't, I don't want to brag or anything, but I did say he was my sick QB of the week. He uh, in week one, he actually didn't play as, as bad as I as I expected. Uh, so you know, he did okay. But yeah, definitely, definitely, I'm not panicking on this one. Agreed. All right, well, we'll go ahead and go to Ryan Tannehill and pretty much the whole Titans offense. To be honest, uh, I, I I don't think they look the same, but maybe it could be just one bad game. Mm, I don't know. What do you guys think? I think they're trying to adjust to the play calling, having to get Julio in the system, but I expect them. Derrick Henry, it, it was a freak game for him. He didn't get going. He didn't get the opportunities we're used to seeing. So I, I they, they're another kind of like the Packers. They're going to bounce back and show they're a playoff team this week. Yeah, I think Arizona just came to play. And just like, you know, Roger, we said about Rodgers, it was just a bad game. I'm not going to get panicked over one Chandler Jones that dude is an animal animal five sacks they need to pay him (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna pay that man uh Josh Allen QB 19 don't worry he had a tough matchup just play him Saquon Barkley uh he was limited I wouldn't panic too much but they do have to play Washington uh next week so 
I on if you have another good running back, I don't hate. I honestly don't hate you for benching him. I, I want to back up to Josh Allen here sure. for a second because I actually think he didn't. He didn't look the same to me. He didn't look confident and poised like he did last year. I'm not panicking. Don't get me wrong, but it's something that I'm going to look at next week. Maybe it was just a game that he was playing a really tough defense. So maybe it just you know was a one week thing. Cliff shaking his yeah, head. He's but, like, yeah, they played the Steelers defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did look at. They did look a little out of sync though they, yeah. they weren't they were taking a little i guess risk or they just didn't look in a groove like they did last year yeah so what's your opinion on barkley both of you um, like i said they play washington football team next week it's gonna be another tough matchup right. man i'm not gonna panic yet but only because they eased him in and we kind of knew that going into week one um even in his limited opportunity i don't think he looked that great um i'm not panicking but i'm a little bit concerned okay i think he's gonna be fine uh he's gonna start getting those 15 to 20 touch games with a couple catches and it, it could be this week washington's not making me avoid saquon at, yeah. you know mm-hmm. I, i'm playing him this week i mean if you if you have him you draft him the first round you got it you, yeah. know, you pretty much gotta play him no you do but, I mean, we said that about Allen robinson and you were talking about mm-hmm. sitting him and hey yeah. five points six points but uh zeke I think you just tell play me him. more about my good. It was a good pick, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott. You just play him. He played the Bucks defense. It was a good defense. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm. This is another one. I'm not panicking, but I'm a little bit concerned only in the fact that the game scripts I think are going to be a lot like that for Dallas every week, where they're just playing catch up or they're in a, some type of a shootout, and Elliott has tended to disappear when when that happens. So I'm a little bit concerned. Not obviously, I'm still playing them. Could just be a one week thing, but the game scripts are what got me, you know, looking at them a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely think he's gonna be a solid option all year long. But you're exactly right. Dallas showed that they can pass with the Super Bowl winning defense. They can keep up with them by passing. So that that kind of hurts that uh, you know now yeah. the coaches are like yeah we're gonna do it again this week instead of you know Zeke starting hot and then carrying that onto the uh, season yeah it might be more the same as last year but hopefully a little bit better Najee we kind of touched on him he was in a hundred percent of the snaps I mean you play the volume yeah, player no panic first game first game of, he's a rookie yep you know t- yeah you got to give him a couple more weeks right. Claude Edwards Hilaire uh, I mean. He's in all the time, just again, just like Najee. It's almost in a situation like Zeke where they throw the ball a lot. So, I I don't like to panic after week one, but I'm kind of panicking here a little bit. He played in 72% of the snaps and only had 17 touches. To me, that's concerning. It's a very pass-heavy team, and they just don't throw to the running backs. The running backs were only targeted three times last game. All of them did go to Clyde, mm-hmm. but only three running back targets. I, I just think that that's going to continue. He had 14 carries for 43 yards. That's three yards a carry. That's not impressive to me. I'm concerned. I'm I'm kind of panicking here if I have Clyde. As uh, I'm panicking as him having the opportunity to be a running back number one this year. Okay. I, I, I'm, pa- I'm hitting that's the fair. panic button on that. That's fair. All right, uh, Antonio Gibson. Again, guys, we talked about it. Yes, they did lose Fitzpatrick, but he's probably not going to get affected as much as the receivers will. Oh no, I'm shrugging it. He is. I'm shrugging. Uh, he's looking like the CMC role yeah. from the Panthers. I'm. I'm still all aboard on Me the too. Gibson now. Totally shrugging that one off. I'm all aboard the Gibson train yeah. as well. 
you guys are going to hate me because you, and I, I don't like being right sometimes, guys, but James Robinson, running back for the Jags, I am pushing the panic button. Red alert, red alert. He only saw 35% of the team's rushes um, last week. His lowest last year was 85%. I told you guys Carlos Hyde was going to be a factor in this offense. I think he had 11, 12 touches. Hey, Carlos Hyde is a pickup to me. He's a he's a low-key pickup. Yeah, I'm also panicking on this one. It was a very bad game script, and with this defense, they're going to be in bad game scripts all the time. And, yeah, and, I, and you already touched on another thing I want to say. I saw way too much of Carlos Hyde mm-hmm. if you're a Robinson owner. Panic button number three right here because, yeah, the offense is the offensive line atrocious, and then the defense is – if they if they couldn't do anything against Houston, it's not looking good. You're in trouble. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm, definitely temper your expectations, and man, that, it just sucks. It does. Um, but last one I have here, guys. We talked high on Michael Pittman. I know it was Week One again, guys. We don't want to overreact too much. But Zach Pascal almost looks like the wide receiver one in the offense. I know he had two touchdowns, um, but yeah, he almost looks like the the the, the guy there. I'm not going to panic yet at all. Like okay. I said, one week. One week. Um, I'm, you know, I don't think he was expected to be, like, a huge fantasy producer. We did expect him to be the one on that team. Um, but with one week, you know, I mean, you, you got to give him more than one week. Yeah, I, I see a hard time him becoming a breakout player this year. But I, I definitely think he can earn enough targets to be, a, you know, a bi-week filler. All right, cool. That was the last of it. Let's jump into the waiver wire ads, what everyone is waiting on. We're going to start at the quarterback position, and I'll go first because mine's probably the worst. It's more of a deeper league kind of guy. Tyrod Taylor, just throw the throw-up emoji sign at me, but he actually looked pretty decent. He went 21 for 33, and guys, I know it was against the Jags, threw 291 yards, two touchdowns, but they're going to be down in games, guys. And I, I can see, I mean, he just looks good. He, he really does. I don't know. I think he's almost worth the ad. If you need someone, obviously, if you're in a pinch, I'm not saying go drop who you know your other quarterback form, but if you need a guy, I don't hate it. I think in a two quarterback league, then, yeah. then definitely viable, but I, I don't, I don't know. I just got to believe there's going to be more safer quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Probably. I was just going for someone who wasn't. I think he was 4% owned. <laughs> so I reached in the bucket for that one. All right, well, I'll go to the next one. Mine's going to be uh, Teddy Bridgewater. And, to, I mean, to me, he just looked accurate. He looked poised in the pocket. He looked confident. Both of his touchdown throws came in the red zone, which you like to see. You know, he's getting down there. And uh, they're they're playing the Jags this week. And, you know, they made Tyron Taylor look like a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I think Teddy's in for a big game this week. Again, don't go dropping your quarterback. Don't go dropping Aaron Rodgers to play Teddy Bridgewater or don't bench Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen or someone like that. But Bridgewater is, I think, definitely a pickup stash on the bench, a great bye week feeling, especially in the right matchup. Yeah, bye week or injury. I like yeah, that. I like it. My guy's the guy you've been waiting for, everyone, at uh, Jameis Winston, Dan talked about him earlier, but the guy had 148 pass yards 
and ended up with five touchdowns. I had to double check a couple sites on that, <laughs> but that that's insane. And I I think the touchdowns will be there. He he did look confident. It, he looked good, and I see more touchdowns coming and more yardage for sure. Because 140 that's 25 yards for every touchdown. Yeah, can you get any more efficient than that? Yeah, yeah, I don't 30, I don't think yeah. you can. Saints just dominated them. Yes, they did. They made them just look like a high school How, team. Would that surprise me a lot? I, I really didn't think the Saints were going to be really – I didn't think they were going to be terrible, but I didn't think they were going to be, you know, a top team this year. They did look like a top team this year, honestly. And the Packers looking that bad as well. So, well, guys, we'll go ahead and move on to the running back ads. I got the good guy this time, Elijah Mick Mitchell – Running back for the 49ers, he was easily the best running back to step up after Mostert went down. Jamichael Hasty, the other running back, and these guys are actually both special teams players, if you didn't know. But Jamichael Hasty, the, the other running back, only had one carry. So he's definitely the number one. Mostert's going down. If you have the number one waiver wire uh, spot, take him and don't regret it. Okay, so big, big. Yeah, that's a big pickup. Mm-hmm. I do. I, for long jet, like in the long term, I think short term he's going to be great. Yeah. Yes, for the next two three weeks, I just think long term he might start to fall off at the end of the season. Probably. But so if you're sitting there number one waiver spot, yes, go use it. But just just know he he could end up slowing his role a little bit. And then he the next three games: Philadelphia, Green Bay, and Seattle. Not the worst mm-hmm. matchups, but not the best. But yeah, I, I do think Trey Sermon will come back, and they I think they'll be a one-two role, however they split it. Yeah, I agree with that. You mm-hmm. said you had the guy, but this guy, if he's out there, Mar- I, he's owned a little more uh, than Elijah Mitchell, of course, but Mar- Mark Ingram, he had 27 rushes. That is a workhorse right there. Yeah, it was against Jacksonville, and... You know, they were in a good script, which probably won't be the case most weeks. But mm-hmm. you got if he's out there, you got to go snag a running back who got 27 touches. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He's definitely a pickup. But, you know, like you said, the game script dictated that he can get those 27 carries. Is that going to happen every week? I highly doubt it. But definitely, I definitely like him as a pickup this it, week. It goes to show that, you know, he's the number one guy. So, I mean, he's definitely worth a roster spot. Yeah, and honestly, sure. in, in, I, I have the third pick in, in one of my leagues, and I don't really even need a running back, but I'm going to put in for him. Yeah. You know, I'm going to request – I'm, I'm taking him, mm-hmm. yeah. especially just to keep him from somebody else too. Right. All right, who's yours, Dan? All right, I'm going to go Naheem Hines. Okay. And – He's probably, you know, about 50% owned, 55%. Um, so I think there's probably a lot of leagues out there where he's not. His eight targets led the team, which I think is going to keep continuing every week or, you know, close to being the top on the team. Um, anytime they're down, you're going to count on him getting targets. But, you know, even when they're not down, he's still going to be involved in the offense, mm-hmm. 12 to 15 touches. Um, I think he could be a – very solid flex play, especially on a bye. Um, I, I, I think, uh, honestly, I would take him over the, the Mark Ingram mm-hmm. uh, pickup, honestly. Uh, I think he's going to be more um, useful, more games this year. Yeah, consistent. More Mark, consistent, yeah. yeah. Mark Ingram could Unfortunately, out. he's not available in any of our leagues. So. <laughs> this, this happened to me last year with Naeem Hines. He finished as the running back five week one. I put my waiver wire in, and he died. So <laughs> yeah. just uh, be cautious. But, yeah, maybe he'll be more 
more involved more frequently than last year. We'll, we'll hope. But I guess it's it's worth a stash for sure. Go ahead and move on to the receivers. I'll go ahead because I have a combo. Tyrod Taylor to this guy, Brandon Cooks. It's a combo. Put it in there. He looked elite. He was one of my favorite late-round guys. Led the team with seven targets. Uh, and he just looks good. So I like him. He had 100, over 130 yards, and he looks like the guy that Tyrod Taylor likes. So I had him gonna, going to be the if there was a wide receiver, I thought it would be Brandon Cooks. You definitely got to go snag him now. Yep. Yeah, he's definitely a pickup for mm-hmm. sure. My- Do you know what his percentage is owned? I didn't. I didn't see. It wasn't high though. Okay. I think it was. It's probably low forties. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the forties, mm-hmm. if I remember right. I think Aguilar, who is my guy next, is a little lower than that, or about the same range. But it looked like Mac Jones' favorite target by far, and I see Mac Jones starting to throw the ball little by little. It definitely with the two fumbles, to, one to end the game. So I think they're going to give a little more trust. They start throwing a little more. And that's going to end up helping out Aguilar, who looked like the number one wide receiver. And so definitely go go pick him up and stash him, see what he's about. And I think he could fill in as a bye week. I agree. I agree with that. All right. I'm going to go with, we talked about him a little bit already, Christian Kirk. Um, he did only play 53% of the snaps, but he caught all five of his targets, one of them for a touchdown. So pretty efficient. Uh, they're they're a pass heavy team. Do I think he's gonna he's gonna he's not gonna be involved every week? He's definitely not. He's kind of like you said. He's Matt. He's a boomer bust. But I, I think he's a good pickup stash. You know, bye week fill in. I'm not sold on the AJ Green experiment yet. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts fading out at the end of the year. Um, I I think if you have a, a spot, I think you should make room for him and you know just see see what happens. Yeah, I agree. In the last two years. When he's actually been doing good, he just got hurt both both years. I was actually looking at that. So uh, hopefully he can stay healthy like most of these guys. I will say honorable mention, if I may, uh, with Jerry Judy going down, Tim Patrick, uh, wide receiver for the Broncos. I think he he's definitely going to step up and be uh, the number two be- behind Cortland Sutton. So I can see him being fantasy relevant. You like him more than K.J. Hamler? Yes, I do. I do too. I do because I- last year it was the same scenario. Yeah, I, I do think KJ's kind of the uh, bigger play guy. He like, is. He's speed and go down the field. Patrick, yes, if you want to be safer. But, hey, it's a it's a waiver wire pickup. You might want to go for the riskier play. And one of these guys might even be on your waiver wire for week three. So even if you don't want to spend a uh, one of your picks, just, I mean, see how the targets end up playing out for the offense. Um, so when you're looking at your waiver wire yeah. picks, is that that's one of the major things you're going to look at is targets, snaps. Uh, that's so that's mine, targets yes. and snaps. 100% yeah. targets is what you want. Yeah. You agree, Cliff? Yeah, yeah. Don't don't pay too much attention to the two touchdown guy or yeah. the one touchdown guy cuz th- those go come and go. Come 100%. And go. Yeah. So see who's in the game a lot and see who's getting the ball thrown to them. Um, guys, last but not least, tight end. I don't, I don't even want to. I'll go last. You go, Dan. I'll go last. I'll Mine's kind of gross. <laughs> Here, I'll go because I'm hype about my guy. Oh, let's go. Be, let's hear yeah, it. I, now I'm hyped to hear it. Yeah, so it's Cole Komet, and he's young. His name's a little weird. Some people might not know him in fantasy leagues if you don't got a real try-hard league, but he, he got seven targets and caught five of them. 
that was up there with the most on the Bears, if not the most. I, I don't want to say anything wrong, but it was up there for the most targets mm-hmm. on the Bears, and he's going to be their tight end. Andy Dalton, and if Justin Fields gets in, I think he's going to be a solid. There's not too many tight ends out there, so definitely go snag this guy. Yeah, I I definitely like him a lot more if Fields comes in. Uh, as I've said before, I'm not an Andy Dalton fan. Um, I do agree. Definitely pick up, see what you can do. Um, but I'm just I'm just more excited with them if Fields is the quarterback. Yeah, and not it's going coming against the Rams yeah. defense. It's like they did. it's coming soon. They got yeah. a couple tough matchups. So let Andy Dalton not win a game. Justin Fields will be entering the game soon. Right, I agree. I'm gonna go with Jared Cook. He had uh, eight targets this week. He's definitely the top tight end on that team. Um, I think he's going to continue to see decent targets. I think he's going to be a red zone threat. Um, I, I think he, he has tight end one upside every every week. I think he's you know a top t- ten tight end, and I, I just think that's going to continue. He had a bad year last year, so I think people are sleeping on him. I love him in this offense, and I love Justin Herbert, and to me – I'm like a tight end needy person. There's probably some people out there who didn't who drafted tight ends late. He's a guy I'm definitely targeting this week. Love him in the char- Chargers scheme because they hunt they use Hunter Henry every single year, and mm-hmm. I see Jared Cook doing. And his- he can stay healthy, unlike Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Okay, yeah. I like both those guys. I'm going with someone gross, and you guys pro not you guys, but listeners probably don't know him. James O'Shaughnessy, tied in for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Just keep an eye out on him. I'm not saying go out and uh, give up everything for this guy, but he, he went 6 for 48. Again, he had eight targets just like Jared Cook. Um, but if he repeats in targets next week, they're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be down. I think he's worth stashing and playing against a, a team that's bad against tight ends. I think he's worth the start. So, again, I'm looking for targets. Um, is this a guaranteed thing? No, but it definitely looks like he's the number one for this team. And, Lawrence threw him the ball, so. Yeah, I, honestly, I like a, a, I, almost everyone will ride receivers on, and tight ends on that team. I think they're going to be throwing a lot terrible game scripts. And I'm, I can't say it enough, that defense is probably the worst in the league. So yeah. they're going to be coming from behind all year. I was wrong. I, I And I was wrong, and I'll admit it. But maybe it's week one. Maybe we don't know. But DJ Chark, I was wrong about him. He had 12 targets. He led the team. He looked like, uh-huh. he, but look, I will say he had 12 targets. He only had three catches on 12 oh. targets, but he's getting the ball thrown to him. Who knows how many of those were catchable, but I, uh, he looks like they got into number one. Marvin Jones got a late BS touchdown last second, yeah. um, but Chanel, I think, is the safest, 100%. He looked good again. Yeah, again, yeah, I think he's the safest volume play, but... Chark looks like the yeah, guy, and I think Trevor's only going to get better as the season goes on. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I like a lot in that offense. To be honest, it's surprising to say it's Jacksonville, <laughs> but I really do. They're going to be down, so <laughs> yeah. they're going to be throwing it. Guys, any other? I mean, that's that's about it. I uh, don't think we did kickers, but it's all right. I guess any we don't. streaming defenses. I, I know. Actually, I mean, I don't know how many. They, they were probably drafted, but I actually just went out and picked up the Cleveland Browns. I yeah. love their matchup this week playing Houston. Yeah. I, I drafted Baltimore, and they're playing Kansas City. So to me, it's an easy stream. Take the Browns if you, if they're out there and you don't and you have someone a defense in a bad matchup. I am. I was looking for a couple. Oh man! If Broncos are out there, maybe go snag Broncos, but they get drafted in some leagues. Uh, they play the Giants, I believe. No, they just played the Giants. Oh, Broncos has a good. 
I'm not even gonna try now that they I'm play the Jags. The Jags. Okay, I knew it was, <laughs> I knew it was a iffy team, but so the Jags that could be a good play. Guys, I can't even I can't even find one. I mean, maybe the Packers versus the Lions, but I don't even want to say that. That's kind of gross. Yeah, I'll go with y'all's two. I, I don't. I think those two are the top two of the week. So Browns and Broncos. Yep. All right. Yeah, and we and we don't know how what percentage are they're owned or anything like that. We're just throwing them out there. So mm-hmm. if if they are out there, they're good plays this week. We'll put the defenses in next week for them. We should. Yeah, we should. Because that was messed up. Yeah, we we're kind of sleeping on that. <laughs> You're we'll, welcome. We'll throw the defenses in there next week, guys. Thanks again for joining in. Uh, super excited for our week two Thursday night game. Do you guys know who it is? Washington it is Giants. Giants. Washington. Yeah. Bet the under, boys. Bet the under. Or <laughs> uh, maybe bet the Daniel Jones over under one and a half fumbles and take the over. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, man. But, guys, thanks for tuning in. Again, hit the follow, subscribe, review. And tomorrow we are coming at you with the start, sit, sleepers. I think we did pretty decent last week. We did. Yeah. I think our all of our sleepers at running or starts at running back got hurt. Well, yeah, Gus <laughs> Edwards, Gus Edwards Mostert. Mostert, and then well Robinson. Yeah, but we didn't really. And, and that. Robinson was really my only one that didn't pan out. So you know, I feel pretty good. Mostert and got work. We Mostert was in for a day. You're gonna have a great time. Just keep listening to my sleepers. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there's nothing you can do about injuries. They're gonna happen, and there's just nothing. Well, we'll be coming out with that uh, yep, tomorrow. tomorrow. So thank you guys for tuning in, and put those alerts on so you know when it drops. Peace. Peace.